0: This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, August 25th, 2019. It ain't in there. God helps those who help themselves. Good morning, Connection Church. I didn't hear you. (laughs) So, today we start a new series. Uh, We're taking a look at some expressions that. Sound like they should come from the Bible, but don't. In other words, even though it sounds like it's in there, maybe you think it's in there and have thought it's in there. Maybe you think it should be in there. It ain't in there, okay? And five English teachers just killed over in their seat, I know. Yeah. Anyway, today we're looking at God Helps Those Who Help Themselves.
1: Well, good morning, Connection Community Church. Thank you so much for coming today. We are honored that you chose to set aside time this morning on this great day outside, but we're here together, and it's a beautiful thing to look out and see you. It would be really horrible if we were up here and nobody was here. (laughs) Our mission at Connection is to connect people with Jesus and the new life he offers. My name is Carrie Jones.
0: I'm Alan Jones.
1: And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We also want to welcome those of you who are joining us on Facebook Live. Good to see you. I could name you all, but I'm seeing you on my phone. Thank you for being here. Let's pray together. Almighty God, thank you so much for today. It's no accident that any one of us are here at 4744 Summit Bridge Road or watching on Facebook. Thank you for pulling us together. Thank you for your word found in scripture, for the opportunity to worship you. Settle us in that we may hear what you would have to say to each one of us, knowing that the message is different for all of us. So thank you for that. We praise you and pray all this in the name of Jesus. Everybody agreed and said, amen. Amen.
0: So this expression, God helps those who help themselves, it originated in ancient Greece, from what I read, and then Ben Franklin later used this expression in his Poor Richard's Almanac back in the mid-1700s. It's been widely quoted ever since. The belief that this phrase occurs in the Bible, or for some even that it's one of the Ten Commandments, is very common in the United States. Uh, Christian writer, pollster, he does a lot of surveys, George Barna. Was, he studies things like this, and he found that this expression topped a pole of the most widely known Bible verses. He then critiques this as evidence of Americans' unfamiliarity with the scriptures, and believes that this statement actually conflicts with the doctrine of grace in Christianity which is what we believe, and so we agree with Barna in this. So before we move on,
1: (laughs) in case you're here investigating what Christianity is all about, what living a life of faith is all about, we talk about grace a lot. And so I'd like to share what that is in just a few words. It's love and mercy given to us by God because he wants us to have it. It's this humongous, unconditional love that God has for us, and there's nothing we can do to earn it, to good works, none of that. It's just there for us to receive, take in, accept, and then live out. The rest of our lives as a thank you note for that love and that grace that comes in. So we use that word grace a lot, like every week. And so we wanted those of you who might be new to this to just know what we're talking about here.
0: Mm. God helps those who help themselves. How many have heard that expression? How many have used that expression? (laughs) And You know, as we go today, it doesn't mean God doesn't expect us to get up off our tails and go do something. It's not like God's saying, just sit there and I'll do everything for you. God wants those who are able to do So we're not going to get that idea today, but one of the greatest challenges for us, though, in this culture that we live in is that it's very, very different than the culture described in Scripture, the culture that Jesus calls us to be a part of in our everyday lives. You know, we live in a culture that celebrates the self-made man, the self-made woman, the self-made person. And a culture that celebrates doing it my way. If I could sing, you'd get a little piece of Frank Sinatra, but I can't, so you won't. And Anyway, my way, your way, our way. Uh, You know, years ago there was that commercial, have it your way, some hamburger joint. You know, we want to have it our way. A culture that tells us that we're in charge of our destiny, that we're the ones who determine our path. No wonder we hear this expression, God helps those who help themselves, and we think it sounds reasonable, uh, sounds like it could be true, and it even has maybe a little bit of a ring to the Bible, and it, just because it mentions God, yeah? There you go.
1: Well, the problem is, even though it is an expression that rings true in the culture that we live in, it is contrary to what we read in the Bible, Rather than helping those who help themselves, throughout Scripture, we find God helping those who cannot help themselves. I'll say that again. We find in Scripture a God who helps those who cannot help themselves. There are lots of examples. We'll pull a few out. One is what God believes and how God loves the widows and the orphans. God makes special provision for widows who lost husband for children without parents, championing...
0: Hey, you got it there.
1: I know, I butchered it for service. (laughs) Championing their plight. We read in Psalm 68, verse 5, "...a father to the fatherless, a defender of widows, is God in his holy dwelling." One ministry that we have had the last few years is our widow and widower's bags where some of you may have received a special touch from things that have been collected and Mm. um, given to you around that tough day of Valentine's Day when you're missing the person that you love. And so you know how that feels to receive a special touch from your church from god
0: you know in the in the scripture we read about god uh, having a special place for the widows it doesn't say widowers and here's the reason in that day in that time it was a male dominated culture and so the focus on the widows the women who would lose husbands because they would then be in a very very challenging position oftentimes because it was just so male dominated unless she had a father or a brother or a grown son to rely on, and then orphaned children, then as now, we're particularly vulnerable. Come on. uh, Children without parents are just in a very, very challenging, difficult, tough place. And so God has a special place, we read in Scripture many, many times uh, about the widows and orphans, but not just them. He has a special place for the poor and the underprivileged. A special place for the outsider, the foreigner, the alien. Amen. Yeah, I mean, you can't ignore it. It's there. And God called on God's people to have a special place for these people as well. And to care for them. And to be generous toward them. Check out this verse from the book of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 15 Verse 11 from the New International Version. This is what the people are told God through Moses. There will always be poor people in the land. Therefore, I command you. It doesn't say I encourage. I suggest. I command you to be open-handed. Isn't that a, Think about that picture. Open-handed toward the fe, fellow Israelites who are poor and needy. In your land, God doesn't tell the poor and needy that it'll help them if they help themselves, does He? It ain't in there. (laughs) No, God helps them by telling the rest of us to be open handed toward the poor and the needy.
1: Back in the day, God had a great system for that. We read about it in Leviticus. Now, we have not spent a lot of time preaching in Leviticus, but we're going to share Leviticus 23:22. When you reap the harvest of your land, do not reap to the very edges of your field or gather the gleanings of your harvest. Leave them for the poor and for the foreigner residing among you. I am the Lord your God. That's like when God says that, he's putting a stamp on it. Like, I mean business. So they made this provision for those who could go out and help themselves. Um, People who had the farmers left stuff for them.
0: Yeah, so the system for the needy, for the poor, for the farmer, and it's not a handout so much. It's an opportunity for them to, to gather the food for themselves from the outside edge that wasn't harvested from the gleanings. Those are the you know, what dropped out and didn't get picked up during the harvest. God, God isn't necessarily helping those who help themselves, but telling those who are, are doing the harvesting to leave some for those that don't. In other words, you guys that have, leave some for the guys who don't. It's a, it's a great opportunity. Now, for us, uh, how many in here are farmers? Okay, so it's hard for us maybe to say, well, what's and especially if you are a farmer, and you don't do the outside edge, what are people gonna do with the soybeans and the field corn that they pick? You know, it's, it's a different kind of world, isn't it? And so we have to take this and kind of transition it into our world, don't we? We have to take it from back then to up now, to leaving for the poor and gl- let them glean what we didn't pick up to what we could do. So, Alan makes a good point. Great Bible lesson.
1: What do we do with this here in 2019? How do we live this out in our context?
0: Yeah. So this is for us to consider when we consider this idea that God helps those who can't help themselves is that God is still looking for us to be his hands and feet. Can I get an Amen. amen. You know, God looks to us to be his hands and feet, just like he called the people way back then, to be his hands and feet. God is still looking for us to care for the widow and the poor, the orphan, the stranger, the needy, the lonely. God's looking for us to step it up and be aware of those around us, not to live in a vacuum and to live with a spirit of generosity. That doesn't mean just, you know, on Sunday morning, we put our money in the plate reluctantly because, God, we have to. Generosity is a, a, God loves a a, a cheerful giver. Generosity doesn't mean hesitatingly giving painfully. Generosity means realizing that it's all God's anyway. And he's allowing us to keep a large portion of it, but he's also calling us to be generous with what he has shared with us. And also a, 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 a spirit of gratitude. A spirit of thank you, Lord, for all that I have and all that you've shared with me. And in response to that uh, gratitude, Lord, man, where can I share? Where can I give? Where can I be generous? The spirit of giving of what we have and and doing what we can. Giving what we can and doing what we can.
1: So what does that look like? Here at Connection Church, there's a lot of ways to live this out. And we're called to live this out. It's one of the ways we connect people with Jesus and the new life he offers. We have a food ministry here. Local businesses like Wawa and Chipotle and Manhattan Bagel and Food Lion, there might be a couple more, they donate their access. And every single day of the week, someone from here goes and picks the stuff up, brings it, bags it and puts it in the freezer. And this ministry started like, like this, and now it's like this to the point where we have a room dedicated and a bunch of freezers.
0: Right over right in that hallway. Thank
1: you, Lord. This is a vital ministry. We give food away, no questions asked, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Some of you volunteer in that ministry. Who volunteers or has volunteered over the years? Mm. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Jen Ziff, there you are, right there. Jen's our team leader. And Jen, the ministry is so big that we need more people to participate. So if you have time through the week or on weekends, that's one way that you could be a part of an incredible, incredible team. There's a clipboard back at Guest Services and all these things that we're laying out well a lot of them anyway there's a check mark that you can put if you want more int- um, information about food ministry to help you can put a check there if you want more information about other things that we're talking about you can put a check there
0: not to put you on the spot could you stand up because we'll I'm that. sure if you'd like to ask your questions after service would you yeah. be glad to talk to her? or yeah. if you'd be like to, to serve in that area and it's yeah. not just that stuff we get from, we also bring in soup ourselves. Uh, you can bring in cans of soup. The next time you're at the store, pick up four or five or eight or ten can. I mean, if you're at Walmart, you can get them 50 cents a can. Come on. Our generosity can be global as well as local. We have a tree out in their lobby. It's kind of funny, a Christmas tree here in August. But every day's Christmas when you know Jesus Christ, right? So we have a tree out there in the lobby with opportunity, it's an opportunity tree. All over, opportunities. There are items that we pack in little little cards on the tree to uh, have listed, items that we pack in the Operation Christmas Child boxes that we send all over the world. And those boxes, what it is, it's a gift for a kid. Chances are that might be the only Christmas ki- gift that kid gets. And I don't mean this year, I mean this lifetime. And you can be responsible for seeing that kid gets the gift. And the best gift in that box, there's a little thing in there that tells them about Jesus Christ in his, la- his or her language.
1: That's actually the point of the box. That's to get the, the point that of the box. You
0: know, we love, we love gifts, but we really love the greatest gift of all, don't we, and be able to share that. And so we encourage you, after service, visit the tree and see what's needed for the box. I mean, it's simple things like pencils. We well, you can go to Walmart and get pencils, I don't know what they were the other day, but they were like nothing. You can get a couple things of pencils for virtually nothing and send it to some kid on the other side of the world. Attend a workshop on September 14th. That's what, just two weeks away? Two and a half? Help make items for the boxes. That's fun. Be creative. Join us at the Cabaret, October 27th. Are you still singing, Barry? Yes, sir. All right, Barry and I are going to sing, and you have to pay until to make us stop singing. Well, that singing. might make people not come. There we go. No, no, they pay until we stop. Okay, I'm just okay. kidding. Anyway. We raise money at the cabaret. We we not a big fundraising church, but we do here because this is really important, and we got to get those boxes from here to the other side of the world, and it's nine bucks a box. So we want to raise some money to make that happen. And then the real fun thing is the packing party on November the eighth, where we pack all the stuff in those boxes. And you can while you're packing, just imagine some kid opening that box, rifling through it, seeing all this cool stuff, and ultimately receiving the gift of the story of Jesus Christ there in his his or her own language. You know, it is fun, it's meaningful, and you know what? It could have eternal consequences. It could could be a difference of eternity for some child on the other side of the world. Think about that, wow.
1: God helps those who cannot help themselves by using us. We have a really strong tie with Pastor Koshi and Dr. Joycey in India. Many of you are deeply connected as well with sponsorship and in other ways helping them get an education. Without an education, they are just stuck. And so there are a lot of ways that you can help with this ministry. There's a team of us going, as Paige said. And today is kind of a deadline day. So if you have any questions, if God's like saying, okay, you didn't respond like two weeks ago, today's the day, check in with us and today, like right after church and um, we'll take the next steps together.
0: And you know, we all have opportunities to reach out, be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ right right where we live and right where we work. Maybe, Maybe there's a widow next door who needs her leaves raked. Or her snow shoveled when the, when the snows come. Or maybe that widower across the street is lonely and just needs somebody to talk to. Somebody let them know that somebody cares. Maybe somebody needs to know about our Monday night ministry called Grief Share.
1: Is Lori in this service? There right back there, Lori Totoro, team leads that. Group. She
0: oversees Grief Share and has for many, many years. Thank you, Lori. And, and that's, where, that's where people can. Um, it's a support group for those who are uh, in grief over the loss of a loved one. Yeah.
1: We also have a couple other church sponsored support groups divorce care, divorce care for kids. Mm-hmm. My parents divorced after 30 years of marriage, and I can tell you that it is probably one of the most defining things in my life that has informed the rest of my life. And divorce care can give help and can give support to that, and especially to the kids. So if you know somebody who is going through that or who may benefit, let them know about it. There's pamphlets out in the lobby. And if you have a passion to help with that, uh, you can join the team. We have a great opportunity to be the loving, nurturing hands and feet of Christ in this area.
0: <laughs> We've also, also had a heat wave. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot.
1: So it's been pretty, uh, pretty hot. We've had a heat wave recently, haven't we? Yeah, but guess what? It's going to get cold soon. In fact, it's going to be freezing soon, and we want to do this when we say, oh, there's no homeless problem in the MOT area, but there is, there is, and so we are participating with something called Code Purple, where we're going to open this place and have people sleep here or sleep in the gym and receive food, Hmm. and we need to be a part of that and be here all night with them
0: when it dips below a certain temperature when it gets below it a happens. certain temperature
1: so if you're interested in code purple that's one of the check marks you can put back on that clipboard
0: that's a great ministry did a couple of years ago and it's a really important ministry
1: it transforms us when we do serve like that
0: yeah and also um, other community opportunities kids in schools can always need help can always use some help, can't they? A mentor, uh, you know, opportunities to help with the reading. Check out the school, call the school, and say, do you, need, do, do you need a helping hand? Uh, chances are pretty good they're gonna say, Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you're the person to bring a smile into a uh, local hospital. Uh, right down, I think, right down the street, because I'm thinking of our old place, right down the street from where we used to be, uh, uh, Broadmeadow, uh, Hospice. Maybe you deliver food for Meals on Wheels, or, or maybe you cook and serve food at our Daily Bread right there in Where's town. Where's Edna?
1: Edna. Yeah. Edna is, uh, like, oversees our Daily Bread, so if you're interested Edna in— Edna, stand
0: up, will you please, not to put you on the spot, but she'd be glad to talk to you about it.
1: Wouldn't you, Edna?
0: There you go. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's so a that's great, a great That's a great ministry. place where
0: people go and just get a meal. Yep, Right here in Middletown.
1: So we could go on. There's like tons and tons and tons of opportunities. But all these opportunities that we're talking about are focused on serving and loving the least, the last, and the lost. The poor, the widowed, the suffering. And God has a special place in God's heart for these people. The homeless, the hungry, the poor, the needy, the widow, the orphan, the foreigner, the stranger. God has a special place in God's heart for those who cannot help themselves. And God calls on those of us who can. And here's the thing about this. None of us know when we might be on the receiving end of that. None of us know because on a dime, what we do know is life can change. And we could find ourselves needing to receive food or go to our daily bread or you you name it. You name it. But if we're in a position now, God could use us to be God's hands and feet.
0: You know the greatest irony, the greatest challenge when it comes to God helping those who help themselves comes when we consider our salvation. And that's because when it comes to salvation, no one Not one person can help themselves. Nobody. Nobody. Yeah. And we can't really even help each other other than point someone in the direction. I can't save you. You can't save me. That's not how it works. Christ and Christ alone is the one who offers the free gift of salvation through his sacrifice on the cross. When it comes to salvation, every single one of us has a special place in God's heart. Because none of us, no one of us can help ourselves. As we read in Romans 3.23, Paul's letter, all have sinned. All, say all have sinned.
1: All have sinned.
0: Say I have sinned. I have <laughs> sinned. Yeah, that, that's the tough one, isn't it? I have sinned. I can't. I can't ignore it, I can't avoid it, I can't pretend it ain't so. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. No matter how good we are, no matter how good we try to be, no matter how how much we've helped those who can't help themselves, no matter what we've done or haven't done, we have all sinned and we have all fallen short of God's glory. And therefore, all of us are in need of God's saving love, God's saving grace. We are all dead in our sin and in need of God's help. We all need a Savior because we can't save ourselves or each other. That's what we find exactly three chapters later in Romans. I love it. It goes from 3.23 to Romans 6.23. For the wages of sin is death. Death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord.
1: The wages of sin is death. I think that's kind of a rough scripture. When we talk about death in this context, it's not death of the body, but it's death of the spirit, of the soul. And we don't have to live like that. But the death that is referred to in the scripture means eternal separation from Jesus. I mean, that's even hard to wrap our minds around, eternal separation Wow, there's nothing we can even do about that. But there's some good news. God knew that there was a gap. God knew that we were messed up, that we needed a Savior, and God sent his very best, Jesus, sinless to take on our sinful it was so radical what God did by sending Jesus born of a virgin, just you know born in a very humble place, didn't come in as a as a king, but a poor guy well wow. and he sent him and Can you imagine being Jesus and and knowing what your mission was? I mean, Jesus knew what his mission was. He knew that he was going to die. He was born to die for us, to take on our stuff, sinless Jesus, to take on our sinfulness so that we could be forgiven and free. What an incredible gift. You know I accepted Christ um I have moments when who Jesus is became clearer and clearer I was brought up in the faith so I knew Jesus but I can remember the day in 10th grade where I was in a prayer circle I I don't know why I went to this Jesus club but I I guess I do know the Holy Spirit walked me in through Newark high school room and there they were and I can remember the electricity in my body during the prayer circle. And then as I got to know Christ more and more, how that relationship saved me from a hard heart, it, it, I felt forgiveness for things that I've done, even like today. That's what Jesus does for us. And so it's such an incredible gift that we get to receive. He's not going to say, oh, you get it, but you don't. He knows that we all um, need him because that's why he created us, to need Jesus, to need him. We're created with this hole and we try to fill it with a whole bunch of different things and until Jesus is there, everything comes up empty. So today if you've accepted Christ that's awesome but for those of us who have we need to make that commitment every single day it might be multiple times a day there are times when we're tested and we're like oh my goodness how am I going to respond I need to Jesus help me be you in this situation help me talk like you and act like you it's hard out there isn't it but with Christ in us when we accept the gift We've got this Holy Spirit power that's available to us. And so every day we need to reconnect. Those of uh, us in the room that may not be there yet, you're in a good place. We're so glad that you're here. And all you have to do is take one more step like, okay, God, I'm here. So I'm going to say, come into my heart, forgive me, I'm sorry. I need a leader, and you're it. Lead my life. First time I said that, I didn't really feel anything. But a couple days later, I was in a conversation that was a very difficult conversation, and my response was completely different. And I thought, wow, that's got it work. I think something took with that. So I just encourage you to take one more step. Mike and Maria are in the back. Uh, There's other people, yep, over there, if you want to talk through that. We've been studying or talking today about it. It ain't in there. If you are uh, looking for the verse, God can help those who help themselves, it ain't in there. But I'll tell you what is in there. I want to read to you a verse... us to live by for God so loved the world that he gave he gave his one and only son that whoever and that's each one of us whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life that's the good news and that's what we live out as men and women children of Jesus Christ Let's live it and believe it. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Almighty God, thank you so much for the opportunity to share this word. Help us not live in our own little vacuums and just think about ourselves, but instead use the resources that we've got. And resources like a smile, that does not cost a thing. Resources like an hour or two a week, we've all got it. God, thank you so much that you are our defender. You are love. God equals love. Love is our defender. So thank you for defending us, defending those who can't help themselves and using us to be your hands and feet. It's an honor, Lord. Thank you for Connection Church, a whole bunch of people with big, big hearts who every day are out there living this out. God, we thank you most of all for your son, Jesus, who came with a mission to save us. Thank you for our salvation, for your Holy Spirit that lives and reigns and resides in our hearts. And we pray all this in your holy name. Everybody agreed and said, amen.